Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Indeed, indeed. Welcome back into Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. All over the world on the Odyssey app. The Sweet 16 is among us. Coming up in a couple of days. That round tips off. Gonzaga, an eight and a half point favorite versus Arkansas. Nova's a five point favorite over Michigan. Duke getting a point and a half now against Texas Tech. Houston. Houston. My dad can't say his H's for some reason. One time when I was a kid, we went down to Houston for a vacation. Houston. My dad also a big fan of Whitney Houston. No, don't shake your head at me, Grant. I'm serious. He is. The Bodyguard album. You could hear that quite a bit going on at the crib back in the day. I Will Always Love You. Yeah, no. And uh, Houston is a two-point underdog against Arizona. Purdue getting giving up 12.5 against St. Peter's. Uh, Carolina gets two against UCLA. Iowa State gets two and a half against Miami. And the Kansas Jayhawks give up seven points against Providence. So those are your Sweet 16 matchups. I believe that right now of those Sweet 16 teams, realistically, more than half the field can actually cut down the nets. And most of the time when you get this far in the NCAA tournament, the truth is there's a couple of scrub, not scrub teams. I shouldn't say that's not fair. There's a couple of lower-seeded teams that played a couple of good games that at this point nobody really wants to watch. Of all the games that I just said, right, when I said Duke-Texas Tech, you're probably like, ooh, that sounds fun. When's that game, Sean? I got to watch that. Or when I said Houston versus Arizona, you're probably like, hey, Arizona used to be good, and Houston was in the Final Four last year. I want to watch that. Or how about when I said Carolina and UCLA? that do something for you? Iowa State, Miami, obviously Big 12 team. Does anybody have any interest at this point in watching Purdue take on St. Peter's? Purdue's a 12-and-a-half point favorite. They're going to smoke them like a blunt, win the game by 40. It's not going to be close. And you're going to see what happens when NBA players like Ivy and seven-footers like Purdue has down low 
take on a school like St. Peter's in the round of 16. Not going to be fun. Not going to be close. They're going to beat him down. Then Purdue moves on. So as much as we think that we like the little guy and the upset and the underdog, maybe we like it early in the first round, that first Thursday or Friday. But after that, I don't really want to see that. I want to see Duke versus Texas Tech. I want to see teams that I thought were going to be here. Like Arkansas, Gonzaga, I'll take that. I wouldn't be surprised if Arkansas ends up pulling off the upset. But in my opinion, the good thing about this tournament compared to others, now that we've got 16 teams left, besides St. Peter's, Iowa State, Miami, I'm hesitant to say Miami because they are really talented and they're big. But they're... No, Miami can't win the national championship, right, Grant? I'm not saying you're an expert on Miami Hurricanes basketball. I'm just looking for your confirmation. A team that was picked to finish ninth in their own conference, they're not gonna, they're not gonna win four more games in their own cut down the nets, right? It seems unlikely. All right. What's the lowest seed to ever win a title? I think it was like an eight seed or something. Kansas, when they won with Danny and the Miracles, they were a eight seed, I want to say, or a six seed. Confirm that for me. Providence. I, they're good. I love coach Cooley. If they beat Kansas, then they only need to win three more games and then I'll change my tune. I don't think they can win at all either. I don't think UCLA can win and I don't think Arkansas can win, but I do like saying, Sui. besides that, everybody else can actually win the national championship. So most of the time when you've got the sweet 16, the truth is you're down to like four teams, sometimes two or three that can win the championship. Right now, I think the following teams can actually do it. Duke, Carolina, Houston, Arizona, Villanova, Texas Tech, Purdue, Kansas, and Gonzaga. Duke, I was a little bit hesitant only because it feels like the last couple of times that they really need to go out there and win the game for Coach K, they did the opposite. They looked down, they were like, "Uh uh-oh. Mommy, I think I pooped my pants. And they did. ACC tournament, game versus Carolina at the crib. I don't know if Duke has the fortitude. I don't know if they can do it. feels like they might have a little bit too much pressure. But if you look at Carolina, they have no pressure at all. They weren't supposed to be here. If you look at Houston, nobody's talking about them. Texas Tech feels like they're playing with house money right now. Which only puts more pressure on Kansas and Gonzaga. To me, those are the two teams that their fan base can realistically say right now, if they don't win the national championship, this season was a disappointment. And again, that's a good place to be. Even though it's harsh, even though it's a little bit unfair, being a KU basketball fan my whole life, I've kind of had this, I've actually got a t-shirt that says, my college basketball team is better than yours. And I can wear it when they play anybody, unless they're playing like Kentucky or Carolina or Duke, then we can have that conversation. But the t-shirt does make a lot of sense. We become spoiled. My expectations my entire life has been KU is going to make the tournament, which they have, by the way, and that they're going to make the Final Four. And it feels like almost every year they've put them, including this one, they've put themselves in a position to do so. But then every now and again, a season like this comes around where it's not just what they are and their seed is and the path ahead of them, but it's also the rest of the field where I changed my expectations. Like if this KU basketball team wins two more games and they beat Providence and they beat the winner of Iowa state and Miami and they get to the final four. Yeah. They're going to have a parade down mass street. Yeah. I'm going to go, 
But I'm not going to be surprised, and I'm ultimately not going to be that excited. That's what I expect them to do this year. They've basically been ranked in the top four or five the entire season. They have NBA players. They won the Big 12 regular season. They won the Big 12 postseason. They're a number one seed. They're favored by seven points to win this game. If they were to play Iowa State, they'd be favored by like a dozen. So just getting to the final four right now, even though I know it sounds harsh and I know it's like, oh, this dude's so spoiled. His team gets to the final four and he's still not happy right now. Winning two more games against teams that you're at least a seven point favorite against. Cause I can see the line right in front of me on odd shark. And if you play Miami, you're probably going to be at least a seven point favorite. Also that's to get to the final four. And Gonzaga's in a very similar spot. Yeah. They're not like Purdue where they get to play a crappy team. Nobody's heard of like St. Mary's where they're a 12 and a half point favorite. But Gonzaga is an eight and a half point favorite versus Arkansas. They're supposed to win that game and win it pretty handily. The same way KU is very similar. One seed Gonzaga, one seed KU, four seed Arkansas, four seed Providence. Teams at the last couple of years, Gonzaga played the national championship game, what, a year ago? The COVID season, a couple of seasons ago, KU was going to be the number one overall seed entering the tournament. It feels like those are the two teams right now where if they don't at least make it to a national championship game, and play each other. I'm not saying the season's a bust, but it'll kind of feel like the way the Chiefs season ended. Cool, they won a lot of games. It was a lot of fun. Ultimately, they ended up with home field advantage because of some circumstances. And they won a playoff game. And But that team's so good where don't sell yourself short as a fan. You should be disappointed as a Chiefs fan this year. Ultimately, if you asked Andy Reid, he would tell you the same thing. Patrick Mahomes, they all would. We were the best team. We had the best players, and we didn't cash in. So for KU basketball this year, you look at the rest of the field, they're better than everybody, maybe except for Gonzaga. As good as Purdue is, Kansas is better. As good as Tech is, I've seen KU beat them a couple of times this year. Nova's good. They're not the Jayhawks. Arizona, we've already seen them have trouble with a Big 12 team, and it wasn't KU. It was TCU. Carolina's playing good basketball right now. Would they beat Kansas right now? I don't think so. 913-576-7610. All right, we've got a couple of segments left. We're going to get back into the NFL where Everybody is making moves. In fact, there's been some other free agent moves, so we'll keep you updated on the entire quarterback carousel that's happening in the league. we got to talk some more Royals baseball, our thoughts on Whit Merrifield perhaps getting traded away this year, our expectations for Zach Greenkey, and I've got a little surprise for you. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back into Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. I don't know if you were listening yesterday, Grant, but I was out south and I was thinking... I thought I was going to take my grandpa out to eat, but he wanted to eat at the old folks' home, which kind of grossed me out, but I didn't want to be rude, so I sat there with him, and I pretended like I was eating, so I was hungry afterwards, and so I passed a Whataburger, stopped in, got me some food, eh, you know, have you been there? Yeah, I just went last week, actually. What'd you think? I like it. It's fine. It's fine? It not, doesn't blow my doors off, but it's pretty good. Were you expecting it to blow your doors off? I mean, I was. I wasn't expecting it just because it's a, a burger chain. Like I've had Whataburger before. Oh, you've had it before. I had it in Oklahoma, but it's a long time ago. I didn't remember. In and Out was great the first time I had it. People were building it up. I went to Las Vegas, right outside the link on the promenade there. I waited in line. I got an In and Out burger. Phenomenal. I will say that I've never seen somebody as disappointed as my buddy Todd from Colorado. So, my boy Todd. Born and raised in Denver, Colorado, and he'd always talked about In and Out burgers because they're out west, right? So like they're all over California and all over Arizona and Colorado, all that. And so I had talked about this place called Winstead's when he comes in town. I'm like, you've got to try it, man. Like these are gonna be the best burgers that you've had. I don't know if I talked it up too much or if he just had the wrong impression, but or maybe I took him to the wrong Winstead's. This is like five years ago before Winstead's was on its last leg. They still had probably like six or seven in Kansas City. I took him to one of the dumpier ones, and I don't know. He thought he was going to, like, a five-star restaurant. The entire time, he just talked smack on it and said, I can't believe you think this is a good burger. And so I got him a skyscraper. He wasn't impressed by that either. He didn't think the half and half was good. So the moral of the story is screw you, Todd. Winstead's is delicious. I still try to get through there once every couple of weeks. How many are left? Two? I can think of at least two. I can think of at least one. The one in the plaza. I think there's one still down in like OP somewhere. I don't know. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. Help a couple of brothers out. Are there any other Winsteads around these days? Now I'm getting hungry. I always get hungry toward the end of the show. I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry, bro. Um, let's get back into Royals baseball. Earlier today, I was talking about Whit Merrifield's contract. Some people have all the timing in life. Some people have all the timing in sports. Every now and again, a dude will come around, and he's a pretty average player, but it'll be the right time, and his game works, his style, or he'll get overpaid. Frank Clark, for example, 
Let's just use him for an example. Offseason comes around. The Chiefs need a pass rusher. Frank Clark in his Seattle days, technically he's still under contract, but they're willing to part with him. And the Chiefs knew they were overpaying at the time, and they bring him in. And ultimately, I don't think that it worked out great for the Kansas City Chiefs, but basically they knew ahead of time that they were overpaying for Frank Clark because they needed those services, right? Sometimes that's what happens in life, in sports, contracts, timing would work out great, and you get overpaid. Or sometimes it works out the opposite. In the case of Whit Merrifield, that's been the case this entire major league career. Think about it. He came up a year after the Royals were finally awesome. He was in the minor league system that entire time. And it's kind of ironic that what could the Royals have used? A base stealer, a guy that could hit 280, professional at bat, great in the clubhouse, can play multiple positions. Even in 14 and 15, they were looking for that guy that could do that. That's why they went out and got Ben Zobrist. Remember when we used to say that Whit Merrifield was a poor man's Ben Zobrist? It turns out that Ben Zobrist might be a poor man's Whit Merrifield when we look back at his career. Whit's got a chance to average 300 for his career, lead the league in stolen base a couple of times. He's already led the league in hits. And we want to talk about the money that he's made versus the production that he's had. I'm not telling you he's Bryce Harper, but Bryce Harper's got a $300 million contract. He's not that much better. He's not that much more valuable. Whit Merrifield, and I'm not comparing the two. All I'm saying is that one guy makes $16 million over four years. One guy has, a, what was it, like an eight-year deal for $300 million or whatever Bryce Harper ended up getting paid. It's crazy the guys that get the deals and then the guys that end up getting screwed. So if Witt just would have come up from the minor league system a couple of years before, he would have fit in perfectly with all those other dudes. He wouldn't have held them back. And then you have a World Series ring. Remember when he didn't make the All-Star game because he was a second baseman at the time? And like Gliber Torres and somebody else, Jose Altuve, were both hit like 390, even though Witt was by far the best player on the Royals. Sorry. And then when his contract was due, the Royals lowballed him. They're like, look, man, we really want you around. Really want you around. Like, you're probably our best player, but here's all we can offer. And this is kind of on him and his agent. And he signed it. A four-year, $14 million, four-year, $16 million deal for a guy that can play a bunch of different positions. I feel like Witt's kind of like that girl in middle school or high school that doesn't know how hot she is until she blooms and somebody else has to tell her. Like, maybe Wick gets traded away to the Yankees this postseason and has a couple of big hits, and everybody starts going, wait, who's this guy? Wait, what do you mean he's hit 300 like five different times in his career? He led the league in stolen bases? How much is he making? So I do think that the Royals at some point this year are going to run into a conundrum where they're going to have to face the music, which might be, likely will be, trading away with Merrifield, unless they're competitive. And if they're competitive, then they keep him. Maybe they try to figure out a way to re-sign him for the next couple of years. But ultimately, if you're going to get back anything on that contract, let's call it what it is. The first three years of the deal have been great. He's gave you back way more than what you paid for, but you haven't won anything. You haven't won any games. Let's say the Royals keep with this year, re-sign him like a two- or three-year deal, and then he retires because he's 33 years old. So 35, 36, then he's done. He could be in a Royals uniform at that point for seven or eight years, be the best player by all accounts, hell, be a Royals Hall of Famer, be one of the more consistent players in all of baseball, and only bank like $30 million. And I know I say only bank $30 million. There are some players that make that every single year. 
and never win. So it's almost like from a Royals perspective or from a Wit perspective, the best case scenario might be that at the trade deadline, if you're not going anywhere and you still got Merrifield and you're going to get a lot of offers, this is the type of guy where the moment that you say he's available, and I hope I'm dead wrong. I hope the Royals are 15 games over 500. They're buyers, not sellers. They lock up with Merrifield two weeks into the season, and I'm dead wrong. I've been wrong before. I hope I am again. But it almost feels like if the Royals are struggling around the trade deadline, then what they do is put that guy out there and watch the offers come in. Because you can still get a lot back. You don't think there's going to be. Remember what the Royals did with Ben Zobrist? Zobrist was the same guy. He was like 32, 33 years old. He had played for a while. He was a consistent at bat. He could play multiple positions, yada, yada, yada. It wasn't that expensive. But what did the Royals do? They traded away a lot to get that guy. A lot. They basically, along with him and Cueto, mortgaged the future. We knew the next few years are going to suck because they had to make those moves to get him over the top. There's going to be a team like that at the trade deadline, closer toward the playoffs. It's like, well, Whitmerry Field's available here. Here, take Take the gem of our minor league system because that's the guy to get us over the top. And then all of a sudden, heading into next year, instead of not having wit at all or anything to show for it, now you're building something. So, again, it sucks. I hate having these conversations. I wish we were saying, no, keep him around. Because I love Whit Merrifield. I don't even like smack-talking Alcides Escobar. It's just I calls him like I sees him. And it's put-up-or-shut-up time for that guy. And it's also put-up-or-shut-up time for a couple of Chiefs. I'll tell you who they are coming up on the other side. Grant Nicholson, Sports Machine, Sean Levine, in for Bank, 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Which of those courses is your favorite to play? I like Rosedale. I think Rosedale's, by the way, welcome back in the show. Uh 
Thinking Night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. Grant and I just talking like a couple of friends with you on the radio. We were talking Frisbee golf during the break. I think the best course in Kansas City is Rosedale Down Under. You ever played Down Under? Uh, I played Down Under a handful of times, yeah. I come from the land Down Under. Great song. I didn't know the Down Under was a thing until I had probably played the Rosedale course 50 times. And then one time, you know, if you go by yourself, there's always some other weird rando by himself. Then you guys end up playing around together. And I met that guy there. And he goes, you want to play here or you want to play the other course down under? I'm like, dude, we're already here. I don't want to go anywhere else. He goes, well, all we have to do is walk by a hole like five and then go down the little hill. That course is sick. We should go Frisbee golf. I think Frisbee golf is the most underrated sport. And I'm a little bit surprised that it hasn't like picked up even more than it has. I understand a lot of people play. It's free. You can take your dog. You can drink or smoke or listen to music or do whatever you want to do while you're playing. Girls can do it. Guys can do it. It might be the best sport out there, Frisbee golf. It's more fun than real golf. It's cheaper. 913-576-7610. Oh, the Winsteads text are rolling in. My wife and I love Winsteads. One of our first dates. Location's dwindling. Every time I, I, I said, hey, which Winsteads are open? You see every text that we've got. Let us know the locations that are no longer open. We've got like 10 of them that are like, this one's not open. This one's now closed. Apparently, 107th in a row still open. Yeah, right at 435, yeah. Are the 435 in row still open? Okay. And then the plaza, and that's it? That's what we're down to? There's one more. I went to the website. There was one more in Leewood someplace. I don't know. Feels like it's, it's about it. From the 785 machine, how'd softball go on Sunday night? Great. Still got it. I told them, because I, I don't know these dudes. I don't know how they found me, but I said, you might want to put me lead off, and they did. I was like 13 for 15. Great. A nine one three five seven six seven six ten. We got less than a half hour left. Keep those texts a rolling in. Got to talk a little bit more football, a little bit more Royals baseball, the NCAA tournament. If you missed the Levine's list today, it was great college basketball players that did crap in the NBA. Who was your guy that you thought Grant in college? This guy's bound to go on to the next level and have success, and then he just kind of didn't. We all have our guy. I was a big fan as a kid of Dewan Blair at Pitt. DeWan Blair. I was in on DeWan Blair. You know, DeWan Blair had no ACLs. Yeah, I figured that out after the fact. But as a kid, I was like, dude, this guy's the best. The Spurs drafted him. Yeah, he played for a little bit. And they knew that. They knew that he had no ACLs. I'm not a doctor, dude. But it sounds like to me, if you did a medical report and it came back saying that a basketball player whose jumping ability and height and agility is very important. And you're like, just so you know, he doesn't have ACLs. I think I probably move on to the next guy. The one player played for seven seasons no. in the NBA. Oh, did he really? No way. Seven seasons, yeah. Can you name another player on the Pitt college team he played with? No. Oh, did he play with? Uh, Do it. Did he play with Stephen Adams? No, I don't. Actually, I'm not sure of that. No, no, no. Adams came after. Levance Fields. Remember Levance? Because there was an article the next day that said Levance of. When he hit a big shot, those teams were cool. Those Pittsburgh teams, they had Sam Young. He's a really good athlete. Jamie Dixon was the coach. Those Pitt teams back in the day were dope. I never understood why Jamie Dixon went from Pitt to TCU. It's his alma mater. Yeah, but still. Well, they gave him twice the money. It's his alma mater. He went from Pittsburgh to Fort Worth, which is a really cool place to live. Like, I seems very logical to me, actually. And it's not like Pittsburgh basketball is a powerhouse before he got there. 
it was because he was there. So, and then maybe he's got TCU on the come up. TCU was literally a bad call, in my opinion, away from beating Arizona in regulation, but they didn't. And then we would have had four Big 12 teams in the Sweet 16. We've still got three. I think there's a good chance that they all end up moving on. If you're curious, the lines right now for the Big 12 teams, Texas Tech is now a one and a half point favorite against Duke. That's right. Tech is favored against Duke. I think I misspoke earlier and called them a five seed. Is Tech a three seed? Texas Tech? Yeah, Tech's a three seed. All right. So Tech's a three seed. Duke's a two seed. So I guess that's not all that surprising. Iowa State. Surprising as hell that they're, that they're still in this tournament. Getting two and a half points against Miami and then KU. Giving up seven against Providence. I don't think in a million years KU would have envisioned a scenario where if they beat Providence to get to the Final Four, there's a chance that they would play Iowa State. Is what it is. 913-576-7610. Let's get off the basketball court and back onto the football field where the official Super Bowl odds are out. Now, I'm going to give them to you here in a second, and I'm going to give you one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. 16. So I think half the league has a legit, it's worth talking about, chance to win next year's Super Bowl. Also, you got to remember that these odds are a changing every single day because teams are making moves. In the case of the Chiefs, not really making moves, but this is the up to the minute odd shark odds of winning this year's Super Bowl. Let's start with the 16th best odds and work our way up to number one. Arizona Cardinals, 25 to 1. Crazy that they were the last undefeated team in the NFL, and now they might not even have Kyler Murray as their quarterback going forward if they can't work that crap out. They don't have Chandler Jones anymore. Tennessee Titans, 24 to 1. It feels like Tennessee the last couple of years has overachieved. Mike Vrabel's a great coach. Like, if Andy's done here in a couple of years, I wouldn't mind Mike Vrabel being the next head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. I also wouldn't be that surprised they missed the playoffs, though. Here's the one that surprises me. The Cincinnati Bengals, 22-1 to to win the Super Bowl. That's quite a bit of – that's a long shot for a team that was minutes away from winning it a year ago. Also 22-1, to the Baltimore Ravens. Feels like last year – Everybody had egg on their face. They were talking about Baltimore. And then it ended up being Cincinnati's division and Baltimore wasn't even a playoff team. I'm not one of those people. I've never bought into Baltimore. Even when Baltimore was breaking the rushing records and Lamar was winning the MVP, I just didn't buy into it. I thought that it was smoke and mirrors and a little bit of luck and they're good. But if you ask me who's the best team in that division, if you say Pittsburgh gets the right quarterback and wins next year, I'm not going to be shocked. They were a playoff team. If you say, well, since he's going to win the division, they won it last year. I'm not going to be shocked. Cleveland, Cleveland's eight to one right now with Deshaun Watson to win the AFC. So they could certainly win that division too. Dallas is 16 to one to win the Super Bowl. I wouldn't put a penny of my money or your money grant on Dallas to win the Super Bowl. Mike McCarthy is the worst coach in the history of the league. Do you know where he's won a Super Bowl? He sucks. Do you know where his uh, first? Head coaching job was? No. Yes. Go ahead. In the NFL? In college. Bowling Green. Thought you were going to get it. Baker. Oh, nice. Baker. Uh, the Chargers are 16 to 1. So is Denver to win the Super Bowl. Last year, this time, 
The Chargers were 50 to 1. The Broncos were 60 to 1. Now they're both 16 to 1, which means they don't have a great shot, but they got a shot. Cleveland 15 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Frisco 14 to 1. Why are people on San Francisco so much? I don't get that. I mean, do we know that their quarterback's going to be good enough to go out there and do anything? The Rams 11 to 1. The Rams only have the fifth best odds to win next year's Super Bowl, coming off a Super Bowl championship and retaining a lot of their players. Speaking of Rams players, do you believe that report, Grant, that came out yesterday about Urban Meyer, that when he was the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, he didn't know Aaron Donald was or Debo Samuel? There's no way, right? Uh, it seems unlikely, but... I wouldn't put anything past Urban Meyer at this point. Here's what I think happened. It seems like a joke that he was an NFL coach. No, I think I agree with that. I think here's what happened. I think Urban Meyer had some health issues, some personal issues. He had won a lot in college. He was still young, and he was done. And then it feels like Jacksonville came calling and said, hey, we'll give you, what, it was like $15 million. It was something crazy to be the head coach of this team. You don't have very high expectations. You don't have to leave Florida. And it felt like a convenience thing. He was like, well, sure. I'm not really doing anything anyway. Kind of half-assed it the entire time. I still don't believe those reports. I know he's a bad coach. You could question if he was a bad guy or not with some of his coaching practices and some of the guys he tried to bring on his staff. Wasn't a great start. Didn't even make it a full season. You can't convince me he didn't know Aaron Donald or Debo Samuel or stop. Stop. He was a college coach forever. He ends up back in college at some point, doesn't he? Sure, yeah. Someone takes a flyer on him. A ton of teams would take a flyer on him. I was having this debate with a guy the other day. He was like, I think that's it for Urban Meyer coaching. There are a lot of guys in coaching that have done worse things than Urban Meyer that get plenty of chances. He's only 57. You can't convince me he doesn't end up at Akron at some point or something. Rick Patino. No, it'll be a bigger job than that. It'd be like Kansas would take him tomorrow. Rick Patino is currently a Division I college basketball coach. If you don't know what he did, Google it. And there's going to be multiple things that come up. He shouldn't be a Division One college basketball coach. But if you're good enough, they'll look past it. It's crazy. 913-576-7610. Going through the odds to win the Super Bowl. Here's your top five. The Rams 11-1. to Green Bay 10-1. to I think Green Bay ends up regretting the hell out of that Aaron Rodgers contract. I feel like it might not be today and it might not be tomorrow. But remember what happened with Peyton Manning. Manning was elite, the best. Then the next year, I'm talking about the Broncos, the he like his first couple of years. He was the best. And the next year, he tapered off a little bit, and then, bam, he hit a wall. It was actually here in Kansas City. Remember, he had that half where he had like five interceptions? Then he was done. It's not like he was good or okay or bad. He sucked. He was the worst. That was it. He was not. He was only Peyton Manning in, game, in name, not in game. That could happen with Aaron Rodgers over the next couple of years. We're talking about the same tread taken off the tires. Manning could have been in the league forever. He was getting old. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers. So who's to say that maybe he's really good again this year? I mean, back-to-back MVPs probably will be. What if he's not next year? What if he's not the year after that? Now you're paying him $50 million. You let Devontae Adams walk. And if he plays like Peyton Manning did his last year and you win three games, you've set yourself back if you're Green Bay for a while. You want to talk about a move that you better be right. Y'all better be right. Odds right behind the Kansas City Chiefs at nine to one to win the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay. So Tampa. So 
Last week, or whenever it was, when it looked like Tom Brady was retired and you didn't know the quarterback was going to be for Tampa, they were 45-1 to 1 on Odd Shark to win the Super Bowl. And then when Tom Brady came back, they went from 45-1 to 1 to 8-1. to 1. Have you seen the quarterbacks in the NFC, though, now that Matt Ryan and all those guys are gone? Trash. The quarterbacks are awful. Well, the way that I look at it is more all the good ones have come to the AFC. Yeah, the NFC sucks. Who's the best young quarterback in the NFC? Because if you want to argue the AFC, we get it. Oh, I think it's Lamar Jackson. I think it's Patrick Mahomes. I think it's Josh Allen. I think it's Herbert. I think it's Joe Burrow. Who is it in the NFC? It's Kyler Murray. But he and, played awful in the playoffs. And and Kyler Murray, I'd slot behind all those guys that I just said, wouldn't you? Yeah. So the what? six, so the six best young quarterback in football is the is in, is in the NFC. All the other guys in the AFC, and we haven't even talked about Jalen Hurts. That can't be the answer. <laughs> that can't be. The, maybe it is, but that can't be right. No, it's not. And, I like Jalen Hurts, and, but I don't think he's that good. And by the way, those are just the young cats. You bring in a veteran like Russell Wilson. NFC, AFC. You bring in a veteran like Matt Ryan, NFC, AFC. The AFC is stacked with yeah. quarterbacks. And there was a good, it looked like Deshaun Watson was going to go to the NFC for a long, long time, and then he just ends up right back in the AFC. Another point. Yeah, he yeah. stays in the AFC too. 913 576 7610. We'll take our final break, then we'll put a bow on this bad boy. Grant and the Sports Machine, 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. I think we should just talk about Frisbee golf the rest of the way, really. Have you ever played Lawrence? Uh, I don't think I've played in Lawrence. No. they got a couple of good courses out there. Have you ever played Tuttle Creek in Manhattan? Yes, I've played Tuttle Creek many times. Many, many, many times. Uh, many, many, many. How many mics do I rock on the deli? Uh, have you ever played Emporia golf courses? Uh, I haven't played in Emporia. They got a bunch I want out to. There. They've got some like really high quality ones. They do indeed. Take me nine drives to get to the pin, but it'd be they fun. are long. So is Tuttle Creek though, and Tuttle Creek has water. You know that water hole? Maybe it's been a time. It's been a time for me, too, so maybe yeah. they don't have the water hole anymore. This is like I played like twenty years ago, fifteen years ago. Tuttle. Anyway, the only reason I remember it is because. I, of course, I threw mine in the water, and there was a dude that was snorkeling in the water that would go down and get your disc, and he would charge you three bucks. So you can throw it in the water, and you can retrieve it. It just costs you $3 if not the guy claimed your disc. You can get a new disc for like $10, though. Just buy a new one. No, no. It was worth the three bucks. It's not. See, if, you, if, if you're playing real golf... That's I don't know why they have water on frisbee golf courses. The things are too much. I don't know where you're going where you can get your disc for ten bucks. These days are twice that much. They're twenty dollars. You're like that same. You can get them for like fifteen. You're that same guy that thinks you can go out and get a fifty nine fifty hat for twenty bucks too because you could fifteen years ago. Oh, just go to the mall and get a fitted hat for twenty bucks. No, go try to get yourself a fitted hat, a like a cool one, forty bucks, which is nuts. But that's the going rate. Sorry. That's Grant on the Sports Machine. A few minutes left here. Bink at night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. We are at the Sweet 16. Gonzaga plays Arkansas, eight-and-a-half-point favorites for the Bulldogs. Villanova versus Michigan. Nova's a five-point favorite. Duke gets a point-and-a-half against Tech. Houston gets two versus Arizona. Purdue lays 12-and-a-half against St. Peter's. Carolina plus two against UCLA. And then I feel like the games that... A lot of the locals have their eyes or ears on Iowa State, Miami, and Kansas versus Providence. It feels like 
the two teams in the field at this point that if they don't cut down the nets, ultimately, and it'll be disappointing, Kansas and Gonzaga. Most of the time, when you get to this round, it feels like there's one, like when there's 16 teams left, I feel like most of the time as college basketball fans, we can limit it and say, the truth is these five teams have a chance to win it. Like maybe a third of the field right now. You could convince me that at least half the field can actually win it. You're telling me if a couple of weeks from now, Duke ends up winning the national championship game and they take Mike Krzyzewski off on their shoulders and Hey, hey you're going to be that surprised or What's my guy's name at Carolina now? Took over Roy. <laughs> Hubert Davis. Hubert Davis. You'd be that shocked if a couple of weeks from now, Hubert Davis isn't getting the one shining moment. And they're like, wow, first year head coach. We haven't seen this since, I don't know, whoever it was. There was a first year head coach that did it last time. Or Houston. They show Kelvin Sampson. They're like, what a redemption story. Back-to-back final fourth finally cuts down the nets. Or Arizona. I'd tell you the name of their coach, but Tommy Lloyd. First-year head coach again. Tommy Lloyd. Oh! So we got two first-year head coaches. That I think we have three. No, we don't know. Oh, Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Their guy's first-year head coach. That's crazy, bro. Did I we- can't wait till K-State joins that field next year. <laughs> Sweet 16. Come on, Jerome. I wonder if he's related to Tony Tang. I went to high school with a cat named Tony Tang. I was supposed to see him at our... Uh, and we got our, we got our high school and uh, what's it called reunion coming up here in a little while. I'm hoping Tony Tang. You don't really think that Jerome Tang's going to turn around K State now, do you? I absolutely think he will. <laughs> Maybe not by next year, but I think. Of course not by next. year. I think there's year. a good ch- chance they can make the the second weekend next year. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. I can't tell if you're messing with me. No, right I'm now. serious. You, think- you don't think they can make the the Sweet Sixteen next year? Kansas, they have to win two tournament games. Kansas State? Yeah. Well, f- well, first of all, they only won two Big 12 games, I think, two seasons ago. So they're not that removed from being horrible. And they're going to lose some dudes? I don't think they're so. They're losing, like, two guys. They're losing Mark uh, Mark Williams. What's his name? I don't know. This is your squad. <laughs> you uh, can tell me that Purvis Pasco still plays for K-State, and I believe you. And they're losing Mike McGurl. You can legitimately tell me that Will Spradling's got one year left village building. They're losing like like two guys. They're bringing back Nigel Pack. Davion Bradford will be improved. What? Davion Bradford's coming back and Nigel Pack? Shut up, man. Oh, my God. And now they got Jerome Tang. Why are you selling yourself short? That could be a Final Four team next year. Well, I was trying to be at least a little optimistic, but still realistic. They might win the national championship. I'm serious. No, now you're making fun of me. Nigel Pack. Now you're making bro. fun of me. I didn't know he was coming. Who else? Read me the rest of that roster. Is McGurl coming back too? Now you're just making fun of me. There's no way McGurl's coming back. He's been, he's been there forever. No, he's moving on. Yeah, he's got to be moving on. Mark Smith. That's who they're losing. You're my girl, Blue. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. I feel like Missouri fans feel the same way that you do now because they got. I don't remember his first name. Kevin Gates. Ollie Gates. I think it's Dennis Gates. Dennis Gates. not Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates. I got two phones. I saw Kevin Kevin Gates with Wiz Khalifa and Snoop Dogg a couple of years ago. And I didn't know that I knew who Kevin Gates was. Kevin Gates is sick. Is he the new MU basketball coach? They got Kevin Gates. It's a good idea. If you're ever going to put butts in seats, because that place has been empty for a while. 
at Mizzou Arena, hiring Kevin Gates was a really, really good idea. What's his name? His name is Dennis Gates. Ollie Gates? How may I help you? That's a good idea. Hire Ollie Gates. Give everybody free ribs and red soda. If you don't drink red soda when you eat barbecue, you got issues. And one of those little mini sweet potato pies. They got Ollie Gates, you're telling me? is a new MU basketball coach? That's huge. That's huge. They might play in the national championship game next year against Tang, Jer- Jerome Tang, and led by Nigel Pack, Will Spradling, Jeremiah Massey, Michael Beasley, Bill Walker. I cannot wait for K-State basketball next year and MU basketball. Why are you like this? What do you mean? Why are you making I'm fun of me? I'm just a lame-ass KU basketball fan. I got nothing to look forward to. You guys got Jerome Tang. And you're bringing back Nigel Pack. The only fan base that should be more excited is MU. You guys hired Kevin Gates. That's sick. I thought it was outside the box when Jackson State got Deion Sanders. Kevin Gates is the new head coach at MU. That is so badass. I hope when Bill Self leaves... KU hires Mike Jones. <laughs> okay, I better go. That's it for Bink at Night. Thank you to Grant. Thanks to all your calls and your text. I'll be back if they let me on Friday. Yeah, I'm back on Friday night. Hope you had fun with me. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio. Good night. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.